This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. Welcome back to Lady Talk Radio. I am your host, Stacey Ray, and this is episode number 37 with Chelsea Loren. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by WeAreLadyAlpha.com, where we start conversations that empower you and help move you forward so you can have the fierce and fulfilling life you want. If you are digging this conversation, you're digging the vibe, you want to learn more and interact with awesome like-minded women just like you, uh, you can come join us in our free and fierce online community called The Lady Posse. The link to do so is in the show notes, or you can just simply search out The Lady Posse on Facebook to find us and we will add you in there. We can't wait to kick it with you. And a lot of the time, the guests on the show are actually in that space and can interact with you and answer questions and all that kind of goodness. So... Uh, For the show notes of this episode, anytime, you can simply go to weareladyalpha.com forward slash the number three, seven radio. So if you're not already on that page kicking it, uh, it's definitely the place to be. You can listen to the episode right there. There's all the links that I'm talking about, Chelsea's contact information, as well as my contact information so that you can holler at us. And in this episode, uh, we're going to talk to Chelsea, who is a boudoir photographer and body image coach. And we just jam on like what beauty each and every woman intrinsically has. Chelsea's going to share her own journey in recovering from an eating disorder and how that led her to one of the most powerful and beautiful experiences on that journey. And now how it's actually her work in the world. So we jam on body image, on boudoir, self-care, rediscovering that fire within you, and really owning your incredible beauty as a woman. So Chelsea is absolutely amazing. I actually met her at a Project U event, and I just really dug what she was about. She has such a powerful vision for women, and I just can't wait for you to dive into her world as well. So make a cup of tea, pull up a blanket. This episode is full of feminine feel goodness. So let's get into it, lady. Hey, Chelsea, welcome to Lady Talk Radio. I am so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited about this. I think this is so awesome. Yeah, I know. Me too. And it's funny because I know you've been on, you've been kind of looking for other podcasts, having this experience of like putting more of your message out there. So I'm really excited to dive into this combo because I know you have a lot to share as well. Before we jump into that and really about you and what you're up to in the world, why don't you kind of give us like a look behind the daily scenes of your life? Like what's going on in your life these days? Well, that is a great question. Um, A look behind the scenes. Uh, My days are usually, they're kicked off with like a really solid iced chai almond milk latte. (laughs) That's like, that for me is like the best way to start the morning. Um, I find for me that I'm just in general, I am the most productive in the morning. And for me, how I start my morning is what sets the tone for the entire day. So even if I say like roll out on the wrong side of the bed, if I can just do, there's certain things that I do in the morning to kind of get myself back on track to lead myself to where I want to go. And that for me is huge because I feel like, I feel like in general, you can be really intentional uh, intentional about your thoughts and the actions that you take and you can build goals around how you want to feel so for me that's how I start my day a lot of the time Um, so that's like a big part of my behind the scenes and then other than that my mornings are usually filled with hanging out with my birds (laughs) Um, my two little budgies I've, I've actually named them after Canadian tennis players I'm I'm a big fan of watching of watching uh 
watching tennis. So that's a little behind the scenes factoid. And then other than that, it's hanging out with my husband and yeah, that's kind of like a little bit of behind the scenes of me. (laughs) Mm, I love it. I love it. So you kind of dropped the hint about the names of the birds. Now we have to know what they are. So so my two birds, um, one is Milos. He's named after Milos Raonic. She's Canada's number one player, one of the best in the world. He's awesome. Um, And then the other bird is, his name is Vashik, named after Vashik Pospisil, who is another Canadian tennis player. Yeah. He's actually from BC. Awesome. Funny enough. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And to be honest, the name was actually inspired um, after having watched a YouTube video. We were before we started, we were talking about the uh, the YouTube vortex. They were there's this video that I'd seen of them like balancing on a tennis ball, and that was anyway rambling. But that is where the names come from. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I I love to hear the backstory on that because we all have these like a, you know these pets that we adore, and like you know we let these people these you know these small creatures into our lives, and like we always always kind of choose the names for particular reasons. So love hearing about that yeah that's awesome <laughs> kind of like weird quirk about Chelsea um <laughs> so I actually don't know a ton about you I've been exposed to a little bit about what you do and I met you at an event and loved what your whole mission was around what you are creating in the world so why don't you kind of give us a little bit of a backstory on how you got into boudoir photography and also like the why behind this oh man so how much time did you say we have <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was the Coles notes, but I know there's a lot of passion and a lot of a lot of, of story behind this for you. So feel free to go yeah. into this because you know we all are kind of familiar with boudoir photography, but the way you're doing it and why you're doing it is very different. Yeah, so, yeah. So for me, um, let's see, where do I start? I guess the beginning makes the most sense to yeah. start there. Um, so for myself, my whole little journey leading up to becoming a boudoir photographer. Um, really started when I was about eight years old, because that's for me when I had developed an eating disorder. Um, And so for me, having an eating disorder was, it permeated my entire life up until the age of 20. Um, And at that point, I entered into recovery because my doctor had pretty much told me like, look, if you don't, if you don't get into recovery, and you don't commit yourself to this and get healthy, you're probably going to be dead in the next, you know, one to six months here. So that was a a huge rude awakening for me. Um, so from there, I like, I fully committed. I like jumped in with both feet. I was off work for five and a half months while I put myself into recovery. And so I was doing an outpatient treatment, um, with a clinic run by BC, um, BC mental health. And so I dedicated myself to my recovery. Like I was full in. Um, and so I spent three years doing that. And by the end of the three years, my life looked nothing like what it did before. I was not the same person. I didn't have the same thoughts. I didn't look the same. That was for sure. Um, And more importantly, I didn't feel the same way. Like I had very much transformed my life. And so at that point, when I was approaching my third year in recovery, um, every November 3rd for me, that, that marks my, my recovery anniversary. So every, Mm -hmm. every November 3rd, I like to do something for myself to celebrate that. And so that year in particular, it, I felt really called to doing something to embrace my body and celebrate my, celebrate the skin that I was in and celebrate my journey and the whole transformation that I'd gone through. It was, it was such a, such a, such a journey that I went through. And so for me, I decided that what I was going to do 
was I was going to book myself in for a boudoir shoot. And so I contacted a local photographer and I booked myself in with her. And when I did the photo shoot, like to be honest, I was so terrified the day of because it was so far outside of my comfort zone. And then after I had the photo shoot and I had seen the photos, it was like this mind-blowing, eye-opening experience because for the first time in my life, I had actually seen myself through the eyes of another person. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody, whether, whether you're man, woman, child, whether you have an eating disorder or body images or not, body image issues or not, you do see yourself through a very specific lens. Yeah. And when I did that photo shoot, it gave me the opportunity to see myself like every other person sees me. And after, after I got home from seeing the photos, I literally like, I went into my room and I cried because that was such, such a, a, a changing and like a deep experience for me to have and to be able to really connect with myself in that way. And I knew when I had seen the photos and I'm sitting there blubbering in my room, yeah. I knew, I knew then that that was what I had to create and that's what I had to offer to other women, women that were going through the same things that I went through, women who are standing where I used to be. And so for me, where, where I am now and the work that I do, it's something that I'm so passionate about because I know what it's like to be there. You know, like I, I know what it's like to A, feel super nervous before you get in front of the camera, but be to, to be able to capture your transformation and create such an incredible experience that people will take away with them for the rest of their lives. So I know that was a really long-winded way about answering your question. Um, but yeah, for me, my, my why really comes down to been there, done that. Let yeah. me take you through this and let me help you yeah. see, the, see yourself the way that everybody else does because every woman is intrinsically beautiful. Mm-hmm. And they deserve to feel that way. And so that's, that's really what I do with my camera. It's not, it's not about having a pretty photograph of yourself. And I mean, heck yes, they're going to be gorgeous, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's about so much more than that, you know? Yeah. And so that, that really for me is, is the whole why behind it all. Thanks for sharing that, Chelsea. It's so moving to hear you talk about it too, because like in my experience of doing photo shoots and having these these experiences of kind of seeing yourself too in these photos, sometimes that can be an empowering experience, sometimes a not so fun experience. And I've had my share yeah. of the not so fun ones too. And so hearing the way that you're holding space for these women to really see themselves in this beautiful way is so powerful you know, so, so powerful. So thank you for the work that you're doing. And thanks for sharing your journey in that as well. And being able to now serve women in this way. Sounds absolutely incredible. I feel so grateful for it because for me, when I was at the height of my eating disorder, you know, I I spent 12 years there before I had ever really decided to commit myself to getting help and getting recovered. And it. It, like even when I had entered into recovery, I'd, I was so, there's so much shame that surrounds it mm-hmm. and so much guilt and you want to hide it away from the world. And for me, I definitely did for a, a long time. I don't think I've really, really opened up and started sharing my story on in a really public way up until maybe, maybe a year and a half ago. Like I, I got, I grew more open about it and I I knew that like everyone in my personal life kind of knew everybody that I was close to knew about it. And when I was working with clients, I would let them know, but I'm at a point now where 
I have been able to, I'm, I'm fully recovered. Like for me, it's, it's not something that enters my everyday life now at this point. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, but, um, where was I going with this? Darn it. I lost my thought, (laughs) but, um, yeah, no, I just, I'm at the point now within my life and my, my journey of everything that I want to be able to share the wisdom that I have from where I've been and where I've gone to and, getting out of it that now I want to be able to share it with other people and be able to help other people with it because it is out of all of the mental illnesses it is the one that has the highest rate of mortality it has a higher rate of mortality than schizophrenia or bipolar disorder or any other mental health issue that's out there um so it to me it's so important to be able to like take away some of the stigma and some of the shame that goes hand in hand with that and be able to you know be a voice of hope to let people know that, hey, you can actually get out of this. You can get to the other side. And there's so much more on the other side. Like life is so much more than numbers and calories and what shows on the scale. Like there's so much to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And thanks for speaking to that too. You know, I didn't actually know that about the mental health piece and that Mm -hmm. being one of the the predominant mortality rates. Wow. That's astonishing. And also completely believable. You know, there is just a rampant rate of women who are dealing with this and men, you know, that are dealing Mm -hmm. with this. And um, I really, I love hearing this because it's something that isn't being talked about a ton. And in the photography industry, it, there's, there tends to be this kind of focus on like beauty and, and, you know, perfect curves or perfect this mm. or, and so what I'm really digging about your style is that you're celebrating all forms. You're celebrating everybody's body because we're all beautiful and being able to actually mm-hmm. bring that awareness back to your own unique beauty, which is so incredible. Yeah. So I want to yeah. hear like a little bit from you because you, you shared your experience in, in going through that experience for yourself and like the wow factor of afterwards. How has that been for you since doing these photo shoots for other women and, um, you know, allowing them to now go through that, that whole experience of themselves? What are some of the like, you know, you must hear some amazing stories and amazing, you know, moments for them. What are some of the things that you've been noticing ever since you started doing this work? Oh, that is a really, really great question. Um, there's a definitely there's a few different oh god I could be here for hours because I've had a <laughs> chance to work with so many so so many incredible women um oh I think for me one of my biggest takeaways with being able to work with the women that I work with is just to be able to see them uh, to for that to see them the, the transformation that they go through from the time that I meet them in their consultation mm-hmm. up until they walk out of the studio to see, to see like their, their entire body posture and their, their body language and the way that they hold themselves, it shifts, you know, like being able to see somebody that's really quiet and that they, their hands might be shaking because they're nervous and their voices might be higher pitched than normal because they're anxious and then to see them afterwards when they've gone through the full experience to be like crying because they're so happy with the experience and, you know, to like be comfortable enough around me that like they'll be in their lingerie and still be like giving me a big hug and be like, thank you so much. Yeah. This is such an awesome experience. <laughs> so like that, that for one has been something that I'm so honored to be able to witness. Yeah. And then I think just being able to really connect with women that I resonate so deeply with what they're going through, you know? Um, and two, I find for me that now that I'm, pardon the pun, 
now that I'm like out of the thick of it, <laughs> um, I, I think that, oh, it's, it, it really just, I feel like it helps to keep me grounded and it helps me to remember how far that I've come and the times, yeah. you know, when the times when I'm feeling really down on myself, because don't, don't kid yourself, those days mm-hmm. still happen all the time. Yes, I just, I just, yeah. yeah, I just, I tackle it in a much different way than what I did before, but connecting with women who are not at the same place that I'm at and and nobody's ever at the same place as another person you can't compare yourself to anybody else but it just it reminds me how much work I've done and it 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 really helps me on the days when I'm not feeling that great about myself Mm -hmm. you know yeah 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 I so relate to that too I think when you step into that soul work and that real fulfilling work that you're here to do it's like oftentimes we get those reminders of like oh yeah okay this is why I'm here and this is how I've been able to step more into this path and getting to serve people in that way it's so powerful yeah sharing that what I heard you say I heard you say something that really piked up for me because and I kind of want to unpack that a little bit because you said the experience of it like it's not just about the 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 physical the photos afterwards but also the like a whole experience of experiencing our sensuality and our body and expressing ourselves in that way can you kind of go on that for a moment because I feel like there's a whole other piece to this besides just the photos that we get afterwards right Oh yeah, for sure. Like there's definitely, there's a lot of girl talk that happens. Obviously. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Like for me in general, I'm not a surface level person. I hate small talk. And to be totally honest, if there's somebody that is not comfortable having like authentic conversation, I'm probably not the photographer for you because I will tell a lot of not like, I, I, I like to get vulnerable and be really authentic and by virtue of me sharing that with my clients, they in turn also feel comfortable enough to do that. So that definitely is like a big part of what I do. There's a lot of um, relationship building that I do with my clients. But for me, it's really important that it's important that people have not just like, okay, cool. I have like these, these photos, but they have like an experience. Like I coach my clients through everything, the entire step of the way, like in there, we have like a whole planning session where I design their photo shoot. Like, how do you want to be photographed? How do you dream of being photographed? What, what, what's your favorite feature about you? Like, what, what poses have you seen that you would love to have yourself photographed in? You know, like, how can we bring out the best in you? And it's really, it's really about enhancing what's already there. Because again, every woman is intrinsically beautiful. Like, there's no, there's no two ways around it. And it's easy when you think about yourself, if you're in not the best headspace, it's easy to think like, oh yeah, sure, that's true for everybody but me. Mm-hmm. But wholeheartedly, every person, every man, woman, child, you're, there's so much beauty and so much light because it, the, that all comes from the inside. And when people are comfortable around me and when they are willing to feel connected, that light that's already there comes out. And that's what makes your photos beautiful. Yeah. And so for me, the whole experience from start to finish is really just letting people feel connected and safe and allowing themselves to be seen. And that's, 
it it honestly like the whole thing is it that's the only way to describe it is yeah. an experience. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I think that sounds so incredible too because even as you're talking about this, I'm like, I'm sure that there is someone listening to this going, oh, the thought of that is really nerve-wracking to be photographed in my mm. underwear. You know, but also mm-hmm. you're you're creating the whole experience from start to finish. You don't have to come in and have it figured out and mm. be like, okay, I'm gonna do the perfect photo shoot here, but have that experience of support and love yeah. and conversation and experience throughout the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I so mean cool. like I've had I've had experiences where I've been photographed before. Um not in like an intimate setting like that for this, but I've had experiences before where I've had a photo shoot and I've had little to no direction from my photographer. And so yeah, like, you know, yeah. I, I've like kind of stand there and you're like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. Do, I, what do I do? You know? Yeah. And so for me, because I know what it's like to have that experience, yeah. good God, I talk the entire time. I give direction <laughs> for literally everything. Like so you don't have to, you don't have to think about where to put your hand or what expression to make or where mm-hmm. to look or what pose to make. Like I, I make it so easy on my clients because having that level, like that, the level of comfort determines how your photos turn out. And Mm -hmm. so it's so important for me to do everything possible to make sure my clients are photographed or or that they're comfortable when they're photographed rather. And so like every person that I work with, they all meet me ahead of time to make sure like, Hey, am I the right fit for you? Because the fact of the matter is, is that even if you love my work, if you Mm -hmm. don't connect with me and you don't feel comfortable around me, you're not going to end up liking the photos because you're going to feel uncomfortable. And when you look at the photos, that's going to be what you see. You're going to see that how you felt right then, right. you know, yeah. and yeah. that I think honestly, that ties in a lot for me, why I feel so strongly just in business, actually, mm-hmm. how important it is to have collaboration versus competition. Yeah. Because there's more than enough room in the marketplace for everybody, regardless of, honestly, you could be selling water. This is the analogy I always use. You could be selling water. You can get water straight out of the tap and it's free, or you can (laughs) buy yourself a bottle of water and pay like $8 for it. You're getting, you know, not necessarily the same product, but like you're getting things that are similar. So like it's there's room for everybody. Yeah. I feel so passionately about that. (laughs) Well, and like, even as you were saying that I was kind of going to this place of, okay, so coming and doing, having this experience, doing this photo shoot, experiencing yourself in this way, it affects everything else in your life, right? I have it that these women are on this healing journey already, but the, the boost that we get from an experience like that goes out into our relationships. It goes out into our work, into our confidence in our work, into going out more into the world, into more of even a spiritual connection to ourselves. So there's, it's like the yeah. ripple effect of, of women celebrating their body, celebrating who they are, seeing themselves in that way. is such a healing experience. Like pff, the impact of that is immeasurable, right? And oh, so absolutely like, I know that there's, there's, there's little parts that you do behind the scenes too, to keep work doing this work with women. So tell us a little bit about like, maybe even on your journey, what were some of the pieces to the puzzle that were so transformative for you, or maybe anybody who's listening to this and really relating and going, wow, me too, I'm on that journey right now. And you know, what were the most impactful pieces is what I'm saying? Um, well, for sure. I think the the biggest factor for me was getting support, having a support network and having people around me that could help me out. Because 
I had tried before I had actually officially entered into recovery and got myself into an outpatient program. Um, I had tried on my own to get myself recovered multiple times. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh yeah, if I, if I just eat and if I just like gain weight again, then I'll be fine. It'll be fine then. Not realizing that like, it was never about the food. It was never about the weight. There's so much more that's going on. And I think that like for anybody that has never, um, personally dealt with either like an addiction or a mental health issue or eating disorders or anything like that. Most people don't realize that it's no matter how it manifests itself on the outside, Mm -hmm. that's just a display of what's already going on, all the chaos that's already happening inside. Um, And so for me, I think definitely the biggest factor was getting support and getting people to help me, you know, put those pieces together and reach out because I feel like I feel like the hardest part out of anyone's journey is the first step. Totally. Yeah. Like actually admitting to yourself for one, that there's something that's not right here. Like Mm -hmm. something needs to be worked on, you know, and it's not that you're broken. Nobody is broken. Mm -hmm. There's just different patterns that you've learned over time that you can, you can unlearn, you can rewire your brain, neuroplasticity and all that kind of stuff. You can retrain your brain to learn anything. I I personally know a woman who, when she was, how old was she? Mary would have been 50, I believe, maybe in her mid fifties. And she had a stroke to the point where she had lost, she could barely walk. um, She couldn't speak anything. And the doctors had told her like, no, you're, you're never going to be able to learn how to speak again. Like, we're so sorry. Like, and her, her kids were like, what, how, like, how's this possible? Um, and she completely relearned how to speak. You can, you can train your brain to do anything. We're so freaking powerful. It's like we have these amazing superpowers. You just have to, oh, it's, it's so incredible. It's so, so incredible to see the things that you can relearn and retrain your brain to do and all that kind of stuff. And so for me, I would not have ever learned that if I had not have had the support and if I had not have seen other ways of doing things and you know, that's just, yeah, support for me is hands down the number one thing that I would recommend. Yeah. Create some community, get involved with other people too. I feel like that's so huge. What you just said just so resonated for me as well. Like really allowing in that love and that support and those me too moments. And a lot of the, um, you know, I've had some really cool conversations recently about creating change and shifting different, different thoughts and different ways that we show up for ourselves And like connection is a huge part of that. It's a huge part. Like you would never like, you know, well, we probably have, I think all of us have, but we would never really see the best results ever if we, you know, go and work with somebody that we don't necessarily like, or like really like being around. Like you said, if somebody doesn't really relate to you and connect with you, like getting in on a photo shoot with you, they might not experience the best time, right? So like choosing people, like getting support with people, reaching out to somebody that like you feel an energy with, you know, getting rubbing shoulders with somebody that you're like, hey, I kind of really dig their energy or what they're about. I'm really attracted to what's going on there. Like giving yourself permission to really create community with people that feel good, you know, that want to support you and want to reflect to you what's next and so, so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I so agree with that. I think too, like when it comes to, when it comes to, you know, like getting help, I think a lot of people have it in their minds that it's, oh, it's, it's weak to get help or, oh, like that's, you know, like that, that makes me, you know, it, it makes me weak. People, yeah, I used to think like this too. And I, I, as I got 
farther along in my recovery, I came to realize that like it actually takes way more strength and way more courage to reach out to somebody and say, hey, I need help. Yeah. Than it does to like sit there and struggle in the muck, in the mire by yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, like plugging along and not getting anywhere, you know, and if you're not at the point yet where you're ready to ask for help, like has sitting there by yourself gotten you what you, the results that you wanted? Yeah. If not, why are you still doing it? Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that for me, I realize that sounds tough love and I kind of am tough love because, <laughs> because, love because I've been there and I, for me, I'm, I'm very stubborn. So sometimes I kind of need a swift kick in the ass. Yeah. And so, so that's kind of the approach that I take to a lot of things, but yeah, getting support and reaching out because it is not weakness. It is yeah. not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Bingo. So much courage that needs to be created mm. in that situation for us to just go, Hey, you know what? Kind of need some help here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think I've actually come to realize in a different way now, because I do put forth such a message of body positivity and self-care and empowering women that for me, I have, it's gotten a lot easier, but there was a long time where I felt like because those were the messages I was putting forth, if I was not totally loving my body or not totally indulging in like self-care and like, if I just was like not in a peak state all the time, I felt like I was a fraud or I felt like I shouldn't be putting out this message at all. Like, who am I to do this? You know, and that's just, that is the ebb and flow of life and giving yourself the compassion to go through the tough times, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it, yeah, that was, that was something for me that I definitely had to learn to, to give myself the permission to say when things weren't going well, even now that I have the message that I spread, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for saying that. I was just actually, I had another brilliant woman on the podcast the other day and we were chatting about something similar, how like, you know, when we're on the journey and we're going through the lessons and we're learning and closing gaps and learning to love ourselves and doing all these beautiful different things for ourselves, it's like sometimes still the muck shows up. And that's okay. And it's like, we're superhuman. But I I noticed this kind of trend within the sort of like coaching and educating environment where people when they get to a certain point, it's almost like we feel like we need to have it handled. And Mm. we should just like be there, you know, and and I've heard that a lot, like, I should just know better by now, or I should know this by now. But it's like, that's the journey, right? There's no mountaintop. We're not just going to arrive someday. (laughs) That would be lovely, but that's not how it is. (laughs) Right? This is an ongoing practice. And I love what you said, because it really spoke to, it's almost like you, you, you access out of it differently now. Like you don't Mm -hmm. hang out in the muck. There's like a, a, a moment of, oh, okay. Yeah. I know how to access out of this. I know how to get back to being, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong though. There's definitely some times where I'm like fall down and I'm just kind of like thinking to myself like, well, I guess I'm here forever, yeah. you know? <laughs> and then, I, and then, and then I have, you know, like my five, 10 day long, day long totally. sit there, you know? And then I realized like, okay, wait, just because I fell down doesn't mean that like, this is where I have to plant my roots. Like yeah. I'm not a tree. I can move, yeah. you know, like I'm not stuck being here unless I choose to be there. You know, like the, the, my, my coach, Samantha Skelly, she, the thing that she always says is the past does not equal the future unless you choose to live there. And that's something that for me has deeply, deeply resonated. Mm -hmm. And even, even for me, when I was going through my recovery, if ever I hit a relapse, the first couple of times that happened, I was like, so upset with myself. And I would think to myself in very black and white thinking, like, well, 
I guess like this is not meant to be, this is not going to happen. Like I'm never going to get there because I fell back. Like, you know, and it was just, it was not a great way of thinking, but then I realized for me, the reframe that I made around any kind of a, a relapse, whether that's, you know, eating disorder or anything else in life, really that in order for you to be able to fall back and slip into old patterns, you have to be moving out of them to begin with. Mm -hmm. There's literally no way to fall back if you're already at ground zero. You just, you straight up would have not moved. A relapse is not possible without going forward first. Mm. And for me, when I had that realization, that was a huge, that, that completely changed the game because I realized like, hey, just because I slipped back doesn't mean that I can't get back there. And in fact, since I've already gone there, I kind of know how to get back there again. Yeah you know, and it's kind of been a principle that I've applied to a lot of areas of my life since having entered recovery. But for me, that was definitely a big, a big thing when I was going through my uh, anorexia recovery. Yeah, that's huge. I love that distinction too. Like you truly could not relapse unless you were moving forward. Like yeah, that would mean that you were not in the same place anymore. Like you're exactly, le- you're moving forward. You're learning how to do that and we're stepping yeah. into it and then we might fall down and then we move forward again. And that whole process is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And like, I like what you said, like with anything in life, you know, that's if you're not falling down or if you are falling down, it's because you're moving forward. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So powerful. Mm, love that. Mm, so good. So what are some of the ways like, you know, cause you're in the practice of this, like you just said, and I love your honesty in that, like as you're moving forward now and where you're at now and supporting these women and getting to show up for them in these ways, like how do you really take care of yourself? What are some different practices that you found really nurture you now and keep you kind of in that forward movement? I find for me, um, there's a few things that I do like for me, like definitely making sure that I'm making time for myself every day. And something that this is actually like only fairly recently, like in the past couple years here, um, I find for me, like having a workout routine is really, really helpful for me. When I was at the height of my illness, I, I had to go cold turkey on exercise because it was something that I had definitely like abused within my, um, my eating disorder. And so for me, it was, it was a scary thing to start bringing exercise and movement back in. Um, but I find for me that like, if I can start a day off with just moving my body and that doesn't mean that it has to be a really strict, hardcore workout where I'm like running to the point where I'm making myself sick. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm talking about like getting up and like, if you decide like, Hey, I feel like stretching this morning, Mm -hmm. stretch. If you're like, Oh, Hey, I feel like just going for a 20 minute walk around the block, do that. But just doing something to get your body moving um, for me was really, really helpful. And then a couple other like self-care things that I really love to dive into is like, <laughs> I love, I'm a very, I'm very much a girly girl. I like going and getting my nails done. <laughs> yeah. So that for me is like my treat, whether I need it or not, every two weeks I'm going <laughs> and getting yeah. my nails done. Um, and just really spending time with myself and mm. that sometimes that means writing. Sometimes that means just sitting in silence with my headphones in listening to music like it it really varies depending on depending on on my mood really <laughs> but yeah. there's yeah just you know finding those things and it's different for everybody finding those things mm-hmm. that light you up like what makes you feel good because self-care is not selfish like i say this all the time self-care is what makes it possible for you to be able to give fully to the people that you love if you're not putting 
gas in the tank, how are you going to show up for the people that you love? And and I know that this analogy is not unheard of. Like I'm not the person I've come up with it. I don't know where I heard it, but the one that I always use is when you're on an airplane and you're sitting there and say the air masks drop down and they come, the pilot comes on like over the PA system. The first thing that he says is you're supposed to put the mask on yourself Mm -hmm. before you help other people around you. Because if you don't do that and you're like running around trying to help the, you know, everybody else on the plane, if you actually need that oxygen mask and you pass out, then like, what good are you to other people at that point? You can't help anybody from that place. Mm-hmm. And so that same principle applies. Like self-care is not selfish. You need to do it in order to show up as the best, highest, most authentic version of yourself. Yeah. It's imperative to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm super yeah. passionate about self-care. I don't know if you noticed. Me too. I'm like, you're talking my language. You're talking my language. Yeah, because, and I really heard too in what you said, which I love, which I'm a huge advocate for too, is like the flexibility of it. Like self-care doesn't have to be another thing on the to-do list that we're all regimented about. It can have flexibility. Like it's that state of like honoring what we want that, that morning. Like, hey, maybe I want to go for a run today. Maybe I want to dance around in my underwear. Maybe I want to yeah. give myself a body massage, whatever it might be. Like giving yourself permission to do what you want in that time that would fill your yeah. tank. Because I think too, as women, like this is kind of, and I'm wondering if this shows up a bit in your work, like in the fluctuations that we experience in our cycle and in how we feel from week to week, like we go through many different shifts and I really want to normalize that. That's like kind of part of my work in the world. Cause I feel like as women, we've kind of been made to feel almost like these different ebbs and flows and what we desire and how we feel and the different like states of being that we're in that there's judgment about that. Like we should just be kind of like on the level all the time, <laughs> but there's, there's differences and flux and flows and you know, like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you notice yeah. that, that some women want to schedule their shoot around specific times in their cycle that they feel more sexy or more like, more engaged in it oh, at different times? That's a good question. Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely certain times that women are like, yeah, not I'm just so not going to do it right now. <laughs> yeah, and that's, so that's cool. I'm willing to work with that. But um, to be honest, I haven't noticed that too much by way with my clients, but I have noticed it with, um, with some of my girlfriends who are entrepreneurs, yeah, like the, yeah. all of us go through these ebbs and flows. And actually one of, one of my good friends, Kelsey Grant, she, mm, she talks Kelsey. about how, yeah, Kelsey's awesome. Yeah. Um, she talks about how we are four different women, yeah, like yeah. in a, the span of a month, totally. and it's so it's so true that like for me, like sometimes I am like very just like put my head down, yeah. get to work, and like I will pound out in like an afternoon. I will get like three weeks worth right? of work done <laughs> in like four hours. I'm like, cool, I'm kicking ass and taking names. This is yeah. great, you know. And then there are other days where I'm just like, wow, I feel like moving, and oh look, there's a tree that's pretty, and like I like. <laughs> I, I just, I've, I've come to a point where I, I really just try and like work with whatever's happening. If I'm feeling super productive, then I will power through and I will get so much stuff done. And then if there are other days where I'm just like, I am kind of just like an emotional ball of mush, I'm going to just sit here and like, you know, watch like however many episodes of Breaking Bad or whatever yeah. it is I feel like <laughs> you know I think it's a lot of it just really comes down to having compassion for yourself because how you feel one day is not going to be the exact way that you feel the next day Mm -hmm. you know and just giving yourself permission to be whoever it is that you need to show up as in that day 
Yeah. You know, and it, it took me a long time to get there. And I'm, it's still something that I consistently work on. It's not, I am by no means perfect. And yeah, it's, it's something that's a continual process for me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I, I so, I so agree with you on that. And I think the more that we're aware of these different flux and flows, I think too, as women, we can be more gentle and compassionate about when they show up. So we're not like at war with ourselves going, you should be doing more work today. or You should, mm. you should be going for a run or you should be doing these things. It's like, how am I feeling today? Like that check-in, you know, that conscious, just how, what's going on for me today? What's occurring? It's so beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I find, I found for myself too, when I finally allowed myself to be compassionate for the times when I didn't feel like working for 16 hours yeah. that day, you know, <laughs> when I didn't feel like doing that. And I honored that. And I gave myself the space that I needed for self-care or if I needed an afternoon off and honoring that, mm-hmm. I found for me that the hours that I was working, I was so much more productive within yeah. that time span, just it allowed me to be in a state of flow. And when, I don't know about you, but for me, when I'm in a state of flow, everything works, everything just, it flows, it all falls into line perfectly, you know, and it, it made it so much easier. I think, I think for me, the, this was actually a shift that I only made, you know, like maybe like four or five months ago. Um, I had been tying up all of my own personal, like intrinsic value to what the work that I did, because I knew that like the work that I'm doing, I know how much power there is in it. And I know how important it is to create it. And so I had tied up all of my own personal value and worth into what I was doing rather than being like, I am an awesome person because of X, Y, and Z. And here's what I do, Mm -hmm. you know? And when I was finally able to make that distinction between the two, everything fell into alignment. Everything was so much easier because I wasn't, wasn't working my butt off to prove to everybody, Hey, look how valuable I am. Look how good I am. It was just kind of like, Hey, I'm already kind of awesome. Here's all these other things that I do. Yeah. And that was, Mm. that was a huge, a huge shift to take on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, That's so good. I I actually went through something very similar last year around that collapse Mm. of you know, of self-worth and what I do in the world. And I think too, like, I feel like as women, we tend to go through a cycle in our lives where we kind of have to go through that multiple times at times, you know, like to kind of go, okay, this is what I do. This is who I am, you know, as a mother, as someone who works in a specific career, as anything, it's like checking in around that because we can get really kind of um, significant focused or achievement focused or results focused. But at the end of the day, we're all in this game called life. We're all in the choose your own adventure And, you know, being able to really be at peace with who we are and get to show up in our work from that place is so much more creatively expressed. And yeah, Yeah. that flow state, holy moly, I'm with you on that. It's the best. It's the best. (laughs) It's the best. best. This has been coming up a lot in conversations recently. So I think it's really up for a lot of us too, which is really cool. Mm. I love it. Yeah. So I want to switch gears a little bit for a second and actually ask you because- I think some of the listeners, because you don't solely work with people in recovery of eating disorders. It sounds like you oh. eat with every woman who wants to or eat with. <laughs> you work with every woman <laughs> to eat too. We probably have snacks at the photo shoot. But, you know, like <laughs> getting to actually go through that process as a woman, what would you say to some of the listeners who maybe want to come to a shoot with you or maybe they live somewhere else and they want to do a shoot somewhere else? Uh, what would what be some things for them to keep in mind coming into that experience? breathe. Yeah. Ooh, love it. <laughs> I, I honestly, oh yeah, honestly, seriously, like 
take as much time as you need. Like I, I do everything I possibly can to make sure that my clients feel well prepared. I send them a checklist the day beforehand. I like, I do, I do so much to help them be prepared. Mm -hmm. And so that way I feel like when that happens, it gives them the chance to breathe and relax. And for, for me, like I, I've done this hundreds of times now. I know what I'm doing. I can work with literally any woman at any size, age, height, body type, and I will show them a kick-ass photograph of themselves. I can do that. They just have to be able to relax, Mm -hmm. trust me, make sure that they're comfortable. You know, like, again, that's why it's so important for them to make sure they connect well with me. Mm -hmm. And as long as they're willing to let me take them on that journey, they're going to have an awesome time. Yeah. It's, it's, that little bit of like letting go and trusting in the experience and trusting in the journey that you're going on, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Totally. Powerful. I love it. So if we were to kind of like get a bird's eye view on this, what kind of world are you creating? Like, what is your big vision here in the work that you're doing? What is the hope that you have for women around the world? Oh, that is a good question. A I have, question. <laughs> I know, I know it is. And it's kind of funny because I I have this belief that in general that your brain in order to protect you will only allow you to actually have aspirations, goals and dreams for things that you can actually create and things that you can actually accomplish. Mm-hmm. And I say this because for me when I was going through my recovery, I could not think past, you know, the next 5 minutes, 30 minutes, a week, that kind of thing. And now I'm at this point where like I I don't want to say routinely, but on a semi-regular basis, I will have like these big dreams and aspirations and goals come to me where I'm kind of like, good God, I sound like a crazy woman. I sound insane because, because the visions that I see for myself, I'm like, huh, I'm not there right now, but I, I feel like since I'm thinking about this, I could create this. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the that's like the long-winded version of me saying that <laughs> I, my real intention is to just, I, I want to be able to impact the lives of, oh God, I want to say thousands, but I feel like I can impact much more than that. I'm just kind of terrified to say that, but (laughs) say it out loud. (laughs) I know. I know that's the scary part really is saying it out loud. So I think for me, just being able to shift women's perspectives on the way that they see themselves Mm -hmm. and the way that they view their bodies, because we're so much more than our bodies. Mm -hmm. They're just like these, these vessels that take us to where we want to go. You know, so for me, my my real goal with any of this is just to help women shift the way that they see themselves mm-hmm. and to be able to create a space for them to feel safe, to to share about the struggles that they're going through and to be able to, you know, connect with other women on on another level than just like, oh, hey, like, let's just gossip about all this random stuff because that's not going to light you up. That's not going to take you to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. So I really want to just create a space for women to feel safe, to transform and take their lives to the next level. That's, that's really what everything is about for me. Beautiful. Beautiful. So this has been fantastic getting to hear more about you and about your work and what you're creating. And you're so lit up right now. You guys can't see Chelsea's face, but she's just (laughs) beaming. It's amazing. It's amazing. I know my cheeks are kind of hurting because I've been smiling this whole time. (laughs) The best. 
the best. And you know, oh, for anyone so listening who might have some like further questions or wanting to connect with you and wanting to maybe rub shoulders with some of the other work that you're doing, because I know you've got a really great Facebook group and you, you've got more offerings and stuff that you're really putting out there to really support women through all different par- parts of their recovery and just parts of their journey. You know, so tell us a little bit more about that. Like, what's the best way for people to get connected to you? We're going to put links and stuff in the show notes, but what would be your preferred way that you'd love people to reach out to you and get connected to the work you're doing? Yeah. So for anybody that is feeling connected to my message and you're ready to book a photo shoot or you just want some more information, the best way would be to go straight to my website. So it's chelsealoren.com. Um, and I'm sure you'll put the spelling in there because my yes. name is not spelt the average way. Um, so that would be the best way for anybody looking to do a photo shoot. And for anybody that is either not at a point in their recovery or a point in their journey where they're ready to do a photo shoot, but they want some like extra support or extra help. Um, I have, like you're mentioning, a Facebook group. It's totally free to join. It's for women only. Um, I create a really, really safe space for women to connect over um, their journeys and like their wins and all that kind of stuff. Um, And it's all about body positivity, empowering women, self-care, mental health. And I tie in a little bit of boudoir in there as well. Um, So that is uh, on Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com slash groups slash Dame Dome. Um, So the the Dame Dame Dome is, yeah. I love it. I love alliteration and puns. So I was like, that's perfect name. (laughs) So, so yeah, if anybody wants a free resource, um, that's a really, really, really awesome option that I wish had been around when I was going into my recovery because there was nothing like that when I was. Right. These Facebook groups and just the, the amounts of communities and people out there that are, you know, open to having these levels of conversations and this level of support and seeing each other for where you're at is so freaking beautiful. So take advantage of that, guys. It's so amazing to get connected with other women who are on the same path and can really say me too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. To not feel alone is incredible. And that's such an honor to be able to create that for women. Yeah. So I'm actually curious about this. So I just want to poke this question in here. Like when you first started getting into boudoir, like, like really what were some of your inspirations? Because I know it's a huge, like beautiful artistic industry. I'm curious Mm -hmm. if you had any like personal favorites or you do now that, that really inspire you. Yeah. So, um, so the photographer that I had did, had done my photo shoot with, she ended up offering me an internship. So Carrie, Carrie Heast, she's incredible. Um, she was definitely one of my big inspirations. Mm-hmm. She taught me so much of what I know. Um, and then there's a few other, a few other boudoir photographers. I know, I know quite a few, but uh, so it's hard to pick. It's hard to pick <laughs> just like one or two. Okay. Um, but I really, I really, really love um, Jen Rosenbaum's work. Um, she's a New York based photographer. She's incredible. Her work is amazing. Um, another New York based photographer. Her name is Krista Miola. She's a beautiful boudoir photographer. Mm-hmm. And then um, another photographer, she's not boudoir, but she does glamour. So it's a very similar kind of vibe, but there's more clothing involved. Um, <laughs> um, her name is, <laughs> I know, but her, her work is exquisite, exquisite. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Super Rice and she's, she's like an interla- internationally known um, photography educator and she's incredible. So those, yeah. I think as far as um, my photography work, I'd say that they're probably some of my biggest inspirations. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. I love hearing that too, right? It's And it's a beautiful industry and I love the fusion that you've created and the meaning that you're weaving into it and just the way that you're supporting women to feel so beautiful and so in their body. So thank you so much for the work that you're doing. 
And is there anything that, that I didn't ask you that you kind of wish that I did? Was there anything that we could plot in at the end here as like a last closing notes that you feel oh. compelled to share with the women listening? Oh, that is a great question. But honestly, I feel like we've done such yeah. like a deep and thorough dive. Um, yeah, I think, I, again, it, just like for anybody that's struggling, just reach out. Like, yeah. there's so many people that are going through what you're going through and have been there, like, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Reach out and get help. Like, honestly, I'm I'm happy to be there to like connect people with resources if they need. So anybody that's struggling, you're more than welcome to reach out to me as well, because I know what it's like to be there. And I know what it's like to not have support. Because when I was going through my recovery, I did not have that. I did not have family supporting me. I did not have, because it's so isolating, I didn't have any really close friends. So just reach out because there are people that do want to help and that will connect with you and people that love you and want to see you flourish and do well. And you totally, totally can. Yeah. Anywhere on the journey. You know, absolutely. Like, regardless of where we're at, sometimes we think, oh, it's not that bad. Or, you know, oh, it's okay. I I should be able to figure this out on my own. But like anywhere on your journey, you deserve that love and support. And there's people that will will be happy to hold that space for you. So yeah, love that Chelsea. Thanks for really driving that home because it's huge. Mm. So so yeah, it's so important. So so important, especially because you can feel so unworthy of mm. having that help and that is not at all true you are intrinsically valuable and intrinsically worthy and you deserve yeah. to have recovery because it is completely possible mm-hmm. it's it's not easy but it is possible yeah thanks for being a yeah. living example of that mm, I try my best I try my best yeah yeah <laughs> transformation is a can be a messy road but it's like holy oh, moly <laughs> You know, there's, it is, there's ups and it downs, so messy. right? I love that like graphic <laughs> yes. when people talk about success, like this is how it really looks. It's like transformation is like that too. <laughs> Just oh. so you guys know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It, it is not a straight trajectory. It is no. like dips and dives and like corkscrew tumbles. Mm. And like, it's, it's a crazy, crazy journey for sure. <laughs> and worth it. But it's totally worth, worth it. it. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. And I I really want to acknowledge something here that has been really in this conversation that I didn't get to point out that I'm so present to is that you turned your transformation into your life's work. Truly, like now you get to be on this path. And so sometimes, like, I'm sure if you had been, you know, years ago, if somebody had said to you, this is what you're going to be doing. You know, you're going to be doing this work now. You might have been like, uh, I don't know. I never, never would have imagined that literally every good thing in my life, everything Mm. is a result of me having chosen recovery because it's a choice. It's not, it's not something that anybody can hand to you. It's not something that anybody can do for you. You have to choose it and you have to choose it every single day. And it's, it is not easy. There were so many times that I wanted to throw in the towel Mm -hmm. and I had given it legitimate consideration to do. Um, But I'm so glad I didn't because it's literally I, I would not be the person that I am. I would not be sitting here talking to you. I would not have the business I have. I would not have my incredible husband. I wouldn't be living in Vancouver. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have graduated from high school. Like there's literally like everything, everything good in my life. Yeah. My friends, everything. Yeah. Like <laughs> is a ripple is, effect. It, it, yeah. And, and two, like when you, when you choose to recover and heal yourself and I'm, I'm not a mother, but I am an auntie to five, which is incredible. I know, I know my sister has three and my sister-in-law has two. Um, and 
so I'm an auntie to five and you know I think about like myself and for any women that have kids you're not just healing for yourself you're healing for your children and your children's children and their children and generations to follow like you're not just healing for yourself it should 100% be a choice that you take that you make for yourself because if you're doing it for somebody else it's not going to be sustainable but when you're healing yourself you're not just healing for you it it impacts everybody around you yeah like yeah. the ripple effect sometimes we can't see but even if you affect one other person's life with your recovery, with you stepping back into where you truly want to be in your life, yeah. it's like, look at what you're doing now and the lives that you're affecting, right? So it's like, we just never know our impact and the recovery process, really getting back on the path of being who we truly are is like, that is is priceless. We just yeah. know that's going to lead us, right? So thanks for being an example of that because you are in your life's work now, right? Because of that. So, mm. so beautiful. I yeah, I feel so grateful. And honestly, like if I can, if I can impact like even one person's life, life, yeah. um, and even from this, this podcast, if one person can take away like one little tidbit, yeah. I am happy. Like yeah. that's, that's all I want is just to be able to like help show people that it's possible. Like you can create the life that you want. Yeah. You know, it's mm -hmm. so, so possible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Ooh, so juicy. So as we are closing out here, this has been such an, an epic conversation. I want to ask you to fill in the blank on this. This is something we do at the end of everyone. And there's always so many beautiful answers. And I'm, you know, I know that yours is going to be no different. Is that uh, <laughs> no pressure. But, uh, you know, here it is, is if you really truly want to improve your life, fill in the blank. That is a great question. I think if you really want to improve your life, I think be I think it comes down to awareness. Yeah. And I say that because if for it applying it to my own life, if I did not have awareness, I would have never even realized A, what possibilities could have come my way. Mm -hmm. And B, I wouldn't have even been aware that there was a problem for me to, you know, an illness that I needed to get myself out of. Um, and having awareness, it, it lets you, it lets you change patterns that are going on in your life. It lets you see what you're actually thinking and how you actually feel about things versus, you know, stories and beliefs that were passed down to you. Um, awareness is everything like awareness is both the key and the starting point of any kind of transformation or change. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So good. Thanks for that. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Chelsea. And I'm so certain that, um, you know, we'll, we'll have some, some questions and stuff like that to dig into, but like anybody that wants to reach out to Chelsea, I say this at like the end of every show. Cause it's so true. We're real people. <laughs> like, yes. We like to hear from you. You know, we're not just like two voices on a podcast. Chelsea's doing amazing work. She's such a wonderful woman. Like reach out to her, send her a message, let her know what you got out of this conversation or ask any questions or just connect, you know, like I think especially in, in these industries and, and what we're up to it's like we genuinely care about people and we want to hear about you and get to know you and connect so reach out create that connection chelsea's lovely and um and get a photo shoot holy moly i'm like i'm like okay i'm gonna book mine in soon because <laughs> like, <laughs> what you're doing is so epic and check out our website i saw some of the gorgeous photos you have on there so thank you for celebrating women in such a beautiful way and uh thanks for coming on the show 
Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I, I am a real person. I'm not just like <laughs> Siri here. Like I, <laughs> there's an actual person here. Um, but yeah, I would, I would love to hear from anybody that's listening that it, this resonated with. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This has been yeah. such, oh, this is like the cherry on top of a day. Oh yeah. man. Love that. Yeah. Maybe next time we'll bring your birds on. Oh, that would be so. They would love that. <laughs> do they? Budgies don't talk, right? They're not like parrots. They anything. do. They talk. No, they. Yeah, they do. <gasps> they say like full sentences and phrases. And oh my god, I know. Amazing. I know. <laughs> okay, we're gonna have it's, them come. It's on. really cute. Yeah. Next time. Next time. <laughs> oh, please, please do, please do. Amazing. Well, thank you again, Chelsea, and to the listeners, thank you for tuning in, and we will talk to you again very soon. Thank you.